Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. This episode is sponsored by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O.com. It's the official shoe of Bobby Maximus and also the Maximus Podcast. Use the code Maximus50 for a big discount. We're also sponsored by 10,000, T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D.cc. Use the code Maximus15 for some great apparel. And we are super excited uh, to have one of my very best internet friends. His name's Eric Leha. Eric, we've been going back and forth for a bit. We tried to get you and your brother Juan out here, but then Corona kind of struck. Yeah, man. You know, it's the the primal swolger. Um, (laughs) Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. And also I want to know where the handle primal swolger came from. Cause I want to steal it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I'm currently in Austin, Texas, born and raised. I grew up, um, you know, training martial arts from early age. When I was like 12 years old, I started doing, I'm 27 now. I just turned 27 a couple weeks ago in March. Uh, most fun birthday ever. Got to spend it in my apartment, chilling with my girlfriend. It was cool during this quarantine. But I've been training since I was 12 years old. I did jujitsu. I did a couple, I did an amateur fight, some kickboxing stuff and a ton of jujitsu tournaments, which is where I got this, this nasty cauliflower ear from that people always ask me about, but that's what got me into unconventional training with kettlebells. And so that's how I started, you know, messing around with steel maces and sledgehammers and all that fun stuff. And I kind of just kept it going as I, I went to college for a little bit, dropped out, decided I hated it. I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a job at the Onnit warehouse. My brother Juan who we were talking about earlier before we started the podcast, he was good friends with Aubrey Marcus, who was the CEO of uh, On It for a while. He's a founder and former CEO. And we became good buddies too when we were working out together all the time. And so he's like, hey man, you know, I know you're not going to school anymore. You can always, you know, work in the warehouse if you want. So I started working in the On It warehouse, packing supplements, packing kettlebells, taping up boxes, sending them off to, to our customers. And I just really like the community of, uh, of On It. You know, everybody is super open-minded. Everybody loved to train after hours. We had a small company gym where we got to get after it after work. And so I stuck it out for a couple of years in the warehouse. And um, we ended up actually designing our own education system around all the tools that we sell from the steel maces to the kettlebells and all the unconventional gear. Cause we saw a big hole in the market that, you know, a lot of people weren't really familiar with these tools. So, you know what, we hired some of the top coaches in uh, unconventional training. I don't know if you know, John Wolf, Shane Hines, uh, these guys, you know, we're already paving the way in that industry. So we're like, you know, what? let's bring them onto the on it team and have them, you know, design this education system. And so they took me under their wing and I transitioned from working in the warehouse to being a coach. I got kettlebell certified and got, I took all our certs as well. I actually got certified in kettlebells under IKFF. I don't know if you know, uh, Steve Cotter and Ken Blackburn, yep. those guys. So I got to train one-on-one with Ken Blackburn. That was super dope. He's a super knowledgeable guy. And so after that, I was like, man, I've been doing kettlebells wrong this whole time, you know, but. It was fun getting to learn from him. And then we designed our own system behind it. And, you know, after a while, they're like, you know, you're doing good, Eric. You know, you're one of our coaches. You're doing great in these teaching these classes for the community. Um, But, you know, you need to really start marketing yourself a little bit better. 
so we can get you some more one-on-one training so you people can want to train with you not just because you know you're good in the class setting but you want to have your own style too and you want to be able to sell yourself a little bit better and i was like man i hate being on social media like i hate taking selfies i hate you know scrolling through instagram or facebook and all these dudes are like flexing all the time and doing cheesy Instagram posts. I'm like, I don't want to be that. I hate social media. But no, come on, Eric. You have to market yourself. You have to step your game up. And I was like, all right, what's the dumbest thing that I can think of for an Instagram handle? At the time, we were selling primal kettlebells and primal, you know, that was like our thing. And I was like, well, maybe if I had primal in the, in the handle, that would be kind of cool. And then I was like, you know what? Who's tough? Who's, you know, who, who do I really respect? That's all like really cool. Like soldiers, soldiers are cool. Ooh, that kind of sounds like swole, you know, like soldier. I was like, I'll be the primal soldier. And so that's how I came up. I was just trying to come up with the silliest thing I can come up with. But nowadays people, people dig it because it's kind of funny. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it kind of stuck for you. And you went from, you went from, let me see, uh, going from hating social media to every day making guys like me and Joe jealous with your with your, <laughs> your, your sixteen pack abs and your shirt <laughs> off. Yeah, man. You know, I went from hating it to realizing, man, like it's actually a really valuable tool to reach a lot of people, and you know, not just make a business out of it, but also, you know, make a business out of it that's super rewarding. You know, it's like I used to think man, like I'm just, I'm working out for myself and I'm just trying like, it's not very fun hitting the gym and just looking good all the time. It kind of gets, it gets old, you know, when you're just making gains for yourself, which is, it's great, you know, cause you're seeing these results and it, it's motivating to keep chasing gains. But when you, you know, have people reaching out to you, telling you uh, that they appreciate all the free content that you're putting out for them and they're seeing all these results they've never, they've never trained. Uh, and the way that, you know, I've been showing them and it's changing their life or they're coming back from injuries from the old ways they were training. And now that they're, they're incorporating some different techniques that they're able to not only do what they were doing before, but they're also making gains better than ever before. It's, it's super rewarding for me. And it makes me want to keep putting stuff out there, keep helping people. And, you know, it's a win-win. It doesn't just, you know, help them. It helps me out too, because, you know, it's just like a, a positive loop of, you know, reciprocity. Like I give, the more I give, the more I get back. And it's just, you know, I'm just trying to keep putting it out there so I can, you know, everybody keeps winning. Now, in terms of fitness, uh, Joe and I were talking about you the other day. And if I was to identify one style of training with you, I'm going to identify, I don't even know what to call it. It's like body weight flow stuff. You're doing a lot of, it looks like capoeira. Like from a martial arts, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 doing stuff with your with your girl on there all the time, but that's probably not all you do. Oh, that's what a fraction it? of it, man. Yeah, what's a what's a week of of training in your life look like right now? I do about two to three um, heavy lifts uh, a week, and in between those heavy lifts, I'll do some type of cardio or high intensity training, like you see on Instagram. You know the stuff I show on social media is, you know, just the fancy stuff. Um, sometimes I'll put up some, some lifts here and there just to show people I still got it. Um, but you know, for me, it's all marketing on there. I'm trying to entice and show people, you know, what's possible 
And if you want to be able to achieve these things, um, check out my other types of uh, content I got out there, like my YouTube. Uh, those are that allow me to go a little bit more in depth into things, into my routines. Uh, my website's got tons of workouts where I show the full programming that I do day to day, which I incorporate barbells. I incorporate kettlebells almost every day. I love kettlebell training because, you know, after when I first started getting into kettlebells, I was already super big on using barbells and going really heavy. I was super strong at the time for my weight. I was probably like 170 pounds and, you know, not being a power lifter coming from a background, anything like that, I was still able to pull, you know, over 500 pounds or 500 pounds flat at like 170 pounds. So I, I thought I was pretty strong, but I was kind of hurting all the time. So that's why I started realizing, man, like I really need to take our education system a, a little bit more seriously and really start incorporating the Onnit Academy durability and mobility uh, approach to the training um, because, you know, I was coached up on that kind of stuff, but I was stuck in just doing the traditional things because I saw results really fast going heavy and hard. I was able to stay super shredded and super strong, but I was in pain. So I took actually a year off from going heavy on the barbells, on the squats, on the deadlifts, even on the bench press, overhead press, my shoulders were fucked up. So I started doing a lot of nothing but kettlebell training and like you said, animal flow, body weight moves. And it, I, I was able to connect with how my body moved and where I was lacking as far as my mobility. And I became a lot more self-aware and I actually took those same principles after I kind of rebuilt my foundation from the floor up. I now train uh, mixing all those things together. So I do bar, I do barbell training again. I do uh, lots of squats, lots of deadlifts. Uh, I don't do a lot of bench press because I kind of, I tore my pec about a year ago. I partially tore it. So I'm kind of building that back up, but I do overhead pressing and some bench pressing every now and then, like I said, I tore it, but I'm able to actually feel a lot healthier now that I incorporate kettlebells and body weight uh, durability moves in my training, like interest set, instead of just chilling uh, on the bench after a heavy set of squats for two minutes during my break and playing on my phone and reinforcing bad posture, I'll do some interest set mobility moves that don't jack my heart rate up, but they keep me, keep me nice and loose and primed and ready to hit the lifts. So, you know, this, my whole approach to training now is, you know, doing what, you know, what's, what I need to do to reach the goal that I'm going for. If I'm like coaching, for example, I'm coaching a client or I'm coaching myself to try to increase my lifts, then I'll make sure I'm getting in, you know, that maximum load training with barbells, but I'm also making sure that I'm incorporating some type of mobility moves that, you know, help me keep a strong foundation so that I'm not just in pain all the time. Yeah. So I have a question for you on that, because if, if I knew nothing about exercise and I didn't know who you were and, and I just stumbled across your Instagram, like it would probably scare the hell out of me. Like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of intensity that yeah. Jack dude is just like throwing weights around. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, uh, I guess, bridge that gap? Because I think one of the reasons people don't take fitness more seriously is because it is intimidating. It is scary to go to a gym. So for you, and, and especially with the success that you've had, how have you been able to bridge that gap for people who are, who are maybe just starting out or, or maybe are looking at the, the tons of different things that you use from the, the, the clubs, the kettlebells, the barbells, and everything else? How do you bridge that gap for them and get them 
to, to buy in and start learning? So I offer um, on my website, I introduce uh, the pri- this thing I call a primal kettlebell course. It's one of my products. It has like all the foundational uh, push, pull, hinge, squat moves and snatches and swings that you, people do with the kettlebells. But it's super easy to translate that to all the other tools. Um, but I just use a kettlebell with it. So it helps people. I always funnel people to that uh, course because it, it sets a really strong foundation and it has a whole section on mobility, body weight moves, the animal flow st- stuff that I went through in my own experience and all the, it's not like a whole animal flow curriculum, but it's all the moves I found really beneficial to help me, uh, make that, like you said, bridge the gap into my other types of training. So I just took, I take all my, my top, cause I've, you know, I've, I've gone through all the different types of courses um, like I learned from Dr. Mark Chang, um, all kinds of different, different, like mobility type courses that after doing all of them, I kind of realized, man, this is all kind of like the same stuff, mm-hmm. just like different perspective or same suit, different bowl. And I was able to kind of pick and choose all the stuff that I really liked and found that worked best for me and my clients. And I kind of try to just, when I, I get a customer that's asking me questions or they're going through some of my daily workouts. I always make sure I incorporate uh, that type of foundational stuff within the workouts, within the programming to help build people up. And I don't just, you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink at them that you see on Instagram. Uh, That's kind of like five to 10% of what they actually do once they get into my, my programming. And that's the kind of stuff that I make people earn uh, the right to, to start doing. Uh, everything else is super fundamental because you know it's the basics that gets you get you yeah. the stuff. Yeah, it's like you don't have to do all these crazy movements uh, to to make serious gains. You know, it's all about staying under that line and just kind of slowly raising the roof from the floor up. Not trying to. Uh, one of my coaches told me it's like if you're trying to raise the roof, you're not going to stand on top of the roof and try to lift mm-hmm. it up. You're going to get under the roof and try to push it up. So that's ah, why when that. we're tri- that's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So if you have a, a line of intensity, you try not to step over that line where you don't belong to try to push yourself. Now, at least not all the time. You want to mm-hmm. stay under that, under your limit and slowly start pushing that limit. Uh, not yeah, I like that. I, I like that visual. Uh, Bobby has said in the past, like there's really two ways to train. You can either build up from underneath or sometimes you can pull up from the top. Mm-hmm. And, and to pull up from the top, like that, to, to be effective requires a, a very broad training base. Like you have to have been training for a long time. To oh, get yeah. Yeah. You have to be super experienced. And yeah. And, and it's only, it's like a tiny, tiny little percentage of the training yeah. that you do. I mean, even at very high level, like endurance athletes, you know, most of it is base building. You know, the, the best uh, endurance athletes in the world spend the majority of their time building a base and just occasionally will do intervals and sprints and high intensity stuff yep. to, try to bring that stuff up. So I like that approach. Yeah. Another another question for you, because you 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 have like a very I, it, I want I want to say like humble. It's, it's almost like a typical beginning of you were into fitness. You got a job in fitness and then you were like, oh, I should start taking this seriously. How long did it take you to build your following to the point where it's at today? Like how many years, how much work, how hard was that to get to your level right now? Uh, it's been, uh, I started the social media thing, you know, 2013, 2014. So right. it's been a, probably a solid six years. I've been building it up. 
Um, but it's really, I attribute it really to collaborating with people. You know, I, I try to collaborate with people in the, in the same space. Um, obviously they have to be legit, you know, they have to have, I can't just be like a fitness model or yeah. some fitness chick who has a million followers and all the dudes who follow her just want to see her. But, you know, it's gotta be somebody like, like Bobby or my friend J JTM fit, you know, guys who have followers and an audience who actually follows them because they have quality content. And then if they see me collaborating with somebody like that, they're like, Oh, what does he have that he's providing value? And they'll start following me and then hopefully buy my products down the line. Um, but it's all about, you know, communicating or collaborating with other people that are already doing it. You know, like I used to think, man, like, I don't want to ask for help. You know, I can do this all on my own. And for a while, like I used to, I could get by just trudging along by myself, but it wasn't until, um, my business partner, a good friend of mine who helped me build my website and my brand, he helped me kind of get into the, the, into the mindset of, you know, you have to invest in hanging out with these other people who are, who are uh, like-minded so that you can connect and it's going to pay off in the future. Like I remember shooting videos with guys like Jay and uh, Michael Vasquez, even uh, hanging out with TJ Dillashaw, the UFC fighter, you know, those things are like those videos and those, those like times that we got to hang out. It's like, we shot content that is not just valuable back then, but they're still resharing that stuff mm -hmm. now, even as we're all even bigger than we were before, it just continues to generate even more, um, more clout. So how, how much of your time on social media do you spend between working with other fitness professionals and actually talking to your audience? Cause this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Oh man. Uh, I definitely spend way more time talking to, to the audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I try to, you know, I, I like to only follow people that I personally know or people that I personally have communicated with or worked out with. And, or that I see value with, cause I don't want to scroll through a page and see a bunch of random things. Right? right. So that's why I only communicate with the people that I follow and, um, the audience, the people that follow me just because, you know, they're the ones that are supporting me by, you know, showing my, showing love on my, my videos and, uh, asking questions. Like when somebody takes the time to ask a question, it's valuable because it's not just valuable for that one person. Cause there's probably like a hundred other people thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. So if you take the time to answer that question for that one person, it's helping more than you think. And so it shows um, that you care and also it's helping way more people than you think. And it's super valuable. Yeah. We've, we've talked a little bit about being associated with the right people in the industry um, and Frankly, you're associated with one of the best, I think, training establishments, if you want to call it, in the world on it. Tell us what that's like, because you guys are one of the worldwide leaders in the fitness movement right now. Dude, it's awesome. Uh, they've been super supportive. Obviously, you know, I started, you know, as one of the first trainers and I worked my way to, you know, being this like, this like social media guy. And, but you know, I owe it all to the coaches around me on it. They're the ones that gave me all their knowledge. They allowed me to, provided the platform for me to be able to get educated from even other top coaches. Like I said, 
um, I got to train with some of the top coaches in the industry. Um, besides just the coaches that built our education system, I got to train with Mike Fitch. I got to train with Dr. John Russin, uh, all kinds of other people that are killing it right now. And they're super knowledgeable. And uh, it was because we, we had them host workshops at our gym and I was able to take those for free, you know? So without that, I, I wouldn't, you know, know half of the things that I know now, you know? So I was able to, in those first two years as a young coach, I remember the first couple of years when we first opened the gym, it was, I felt like we were taking a cert for a workshop almost every weekend. You know, it was, we were at the gym seven days a week, you know, working five, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take some type of certification or workshop or we were hosting one. And we're, I remember, I think I took every one of our certs that we personally coached probably like two or three times each, you know, just cause it was constantly developing. We're constantly reworking how we were delivering the material and it got better every time and it made me better every time. And so being able to do that has, you know, being able to go through that process while the company grew itself has been amazing and super valuable. And not only that, you know, I was able to, at the same time, while I was, you know, doing my own kettlebell thing, and I remember I became popular for kettlebell flows, uh, and like uh, popularizing putting different complexes together with kettlebells. Uh, John Wolf, the our head of fitness, he he reached out to me. He said, "Hey, man, like we see you're really becoming popular on social media for the kettlebell thing." Oh, you know, we're already teaching a kettlebell certification, but we think it would be very valuable if you started assisting in the, in the certs. And so I was like, hell yeah, you know, like I love kettlebells and I would like to, you know, be one of the assistant coaches. And so I spent a couple more years traveling and teaching on it certifications, uh, the kettlebell certification along with uh, the head coaches. And now I'm one of the one of the main guys who helps deliver that content uh, on the weekends and we have kettlebell certifications. And so that's, that's super awesome because that way I can connect with even more coaches who are also into kettlebells and they're already like seasoned vets. Like I've only been in the training industry for six years. And then when I have another like seasoned coach who's been in the industry for 15 to 20 years coming to learn from me is not just, you know, humbling, but it's also cool because, they know a lot. There are a lot of things that I don't know. And so hearing their perspective on what, what how they see the, the training is awesome. So I learn something new every time uh, going to these certs, even though I'm there coaching my style of kettlebells and what I know, uh, I always learn something new from people at these certs. And so it's been awesome. Nice. So I'd also like to know how you're handling. I mean, if I, I don't know if you can tell, but Joe's at home in his basement. I'm in my basement. You're clearly at home. Yeah. And, uh, this, this COVID thing that's going on. I got my kids in the background. They're yelling. Um, <laughs> had to change their, their, their whole deal. Like I'm, I'm doing men's health from home. Um, yeah. you know, like you're not, I'm used to seeing you in the on it studio and mm-hmm. if you're not, how's this thing changing your life? Like in terms of business and, and, and your, you know, fitness goals. Um, it's been, you know, thankfully I have a garage gym, so my fitness goals are still going strong. I'm still getting it in, in my garage. But what sucks is, um, I was training my mom. She, she was coming to the gym a lot recently, right before all of this happened. And she recently got told she had like pre-diabetes, you know, she has like a poor diet. 
So I was like, man, I'm really gun ho on helping mom get in shape and we're making some progress. And then all this happened. Now I'm telling her she has to stay home. She can't come near us because we might be like, we're scared that we might be asymptomatic or get her, get her sick. So we're, that, that's the one thing that kind of bummed me out when this happened. Cause me and my mom were getting pretty close again. And I was getting to, you know, get her in shape. And, but thankfully you know, I still call her every night and make sure, you know, she's doing all right, but trying to just get her in shape. That sucks. You know, but besides that business is good. Um, we're still, um, my online business is doing good. You know, people are stuck at home and so they want kettlebell workouts or body weight workouts. So, uh, we haven't seen a hit, uh, economically, but, um, thankfully, you know, I've, if things do start going, going South, I've, you know, been pretty frugal when it comes to, you know, business expenses and we've been making sure to save and, you know, we're always trying to, trying to stay safe and we're actually working on actually hopefully launching my app soon. Uh, that should be ready in the next two to three weeks. We've been busting our butts for the last year, filming videos and workouts and we're trying to work through the best user experience for an app. And so that'll be coming out soon. So we're still working, still working really hard, trying to get things done. Um, where, where, where are you pushing people? Cause I, I, I mean, I've got a couple kettlebells, some dumbbells at home. I mean, a lot of people do like, where, where are you suggesting people start if they're like, Hey, I'm just, all I got is a kettlebell. What can I do for the next month? Yeah. So my website, uh, that's where I push people to ericleha.com. I got tons of uh, kettlebell only workouts. I have, like I was talking about earlier, my primal kettlebell course, that's a full on, uh, pretty much like a kettlebell certification. It helps people build the foundation, teaches them about my go-to mobility moves, how to cool down after a workout, and over 150 different kettlebell exercises explained down to the, the little nuances that, you know, that I teach in my certification. So I push people to that first if they're complete newbies. Um, but if they already have some experience, I have programs. I have an eight-week single kettlebell and bodyweight program. That's the one a lot of people have been going after recently because most people have one kettlebell or one dumbbell. Um, so that's all on my website right now, ericlayhod.com. Yeah, has 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 the website and the app and all that stuff, is COVID making you rethink what either you or on it are going to do in the future? And and what I mean is I've got a couple of uh on it things in my garage. I've got the, the, the King Kong kettlebell. I've got, a yeah. I've got a, actually Shane Hines was the one who gave them to me. Um, oh, nice. He came to a seminar and stuff. So I've got some right. stuff at home, but do you, do you feel now like the online home thing might be to where to push all your business in the future? Are you guys making changes or, or more trying oh. to thing up? We're just, that's already been my business model since I started has been the go-to, like on the go, uh, all you need is like minimalist equipment type workouts because I was, I've kind of been known for kettlebells. So I've, I've already been doing the at-home style workouts. And so that's why I think business has been doing pretty steady right now, just because I already have those products ready. And so I'm just now that I'm, this is still kind of continuing on. I do have one thing that I'm having to kind of go back and provide alternatives for is like I said, for my own programming and my own training, I do barbell training, uh, I do strength training with not just, you know, kettlebells and that's in my subscription. 
Uh, I do 12 new workouts a month. And so I have four strength workouts, which incorporate barbells and then four kettlebell and then four body weight. And so what I'm doing now for this next month coming up, I'm going to actually provide my customers with four alternatives for the strength workouts. I'm still going to give them the barbell workouts just in case people are doomsday preppers and they have barbells at home. Um, but, uh, I'm going to have to do 16 workouts instead of 12. Uh, but that's not a problem for me. You know, it's, I want, I want to make sure everybody can keep it going and have access to, to their pro my programming while they're stuck at home. Um, but that's the only difference right now, just having to adjust that. But we already have programs ready for people to do that. I'll only require one, one weight. Nice. So you just, you just called yourself a doomsday prepper, which I like. So you open the door <laughs> and, and I, I want to kind of end the podcast by asking you this question. Cause I think it's funny. I get asked it all the time. I've got my Maximus gym, but 10 minutes from my house, one of the best gyms in the world. It's got kitted oh, yeah. out, all kinds of stuff. And a question I regularly get is why the hell would you have a garage gym? When you go to the Maximus gym now, about the Maximus gym, but you've got access to the On It Academy headquarters, like a stone's throw from your house. Why yeah. the hell do you have a home gym? What's going on with that? Man, honestly, it's just so much easier to wake up in the morning and knock out a workout at four or five in the morning. If you got a busy day and you got all kinds of shit planned, if you can just get up, drink some water, pound uh, some coffee or some pre-workout, whatever, and then hit the garage gym and knock out your workout first thing in the morning before you start looking at your email or your text, you know, just getting in the zone and knocking out an hour workout. It's just so much better than, you know, going to a gym that, that you work at, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're at the gym, when I'm at on it, you know, I get into that trainer mode and, you know, you can't be a dick. You can't just be like, oh, I'm working out. Leave me alone. You know, you got to help people and you, you can't, it's kind of hard to get a, a, a solid workout in. So especially now with all this going on and I'm getting more workouts in at my garage, I'm realizing, man, it's just, it's, it's a sweet deal having a garage gym because you can just really focus and do what you got to do. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm loving hearing that because like a lot of the people that I talk to in the industry, um, if you look at the guys at First Form that work at First Form headquarters, they've all got garage gyms, even though they have access to a great gym. All you guys that on it have garage gyms, even though you've got yeah. access to one of the best gyms in the world. It seems that Joe's got a garage gym and he has access yeah. to other gyms. Like it's it's funny that you got all these people at home that, that, that are above a home gym or you know whatever it is, but every yeah. high end fitness professional in the world I know has got yeah. their stuff handled. You know, yep. it's our, it's our livelihood, you know, yeah. so you gotta, it's my lab. You know? So I, I've got a question since we were on the, the topic of doomsday prepping, if this <laughs> virus thing goes bad and this turns out, this is the T virus and the zombies rise. Do you feel like you have an advantage because you've been doing sort of non-traditional training? For example, would you grab like a, a club and feel like you could just take on the zombie <laughs> army? Because hell no, man, <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> no way. Nah, I'd I'd be dead within like the first couple of weeks, man. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm good. Uh, we're good friends with uh, Dakota Meyer and Tim Kennedy. Hopefully, that would help us out. 
Um, you know, they got helicopters and shit, but <laughs> nah, man, I'm stuck in this little apartment. I can work out. That's about it. <laughs> I'll tell you, if, if we do make a movie out of this, I want to see that scene. I want to see you taking on the zombie hordes with a kettlebell. I think that would be phenomenal. <laughs> Yo, I've got, I've got my mace in the garage. That's my first weapon. My like the one with the faces on each side that I'm going oh, to you'll, you'll get a kick out of this, Eric. My, uh, my buddy and I were doing a, uh, a flaming battle rope video for my Instagram a while back, and we actually took a mace and wrap barbed wire around it so we could be what? more hardcore so that's wild <laughs> it'd be good to go what's uh but before you go where can people find you and you know you got your app coming out which is huge congratulations on that thanks man. what what's next for you uh stay tuned you know the app's coming out soon it's gonna be on the ios and android stores uh, I'm still going back and forth on what I'm going to call it. Probably primal training app. Not sure yet, but that's good. I need to figure that out soon. But until then you can find me at ericleha.com or on social media. I'm a primal soldier on Instagram. So check me out guys. I think you'll love some of this stuff. Man, listen, we are a huge, uh, advocate of what you do. We're big fans of what you do. Um, you're not just strong and fit, but you're also healthy and put together. And, and I, I think out of a lot of people on the internet right now, you're, you're one of the people that's giving people real useful information they can use at home right now. So thank you for uh, leading by example. Uh, and uh, you owe us a visit ASAP with Juan. And oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Me and my brother will come out there as soon as this blows over, man. I've been wanting to come check you guys out, check your gym yeah, out. Man. My thank brother's you. a beast now after taking uh, all your certs and stuff. So <laughs> I'm trying to get on his level, man. I can I can't keep up with him. He's a monster. I gotta tell you, I wanna I wanna have him on our on a podcast, but his legs won't fit in the damn nope. screen. What, <laughs> like, what did your parents feed him when he was a kid? Because I honestly have everything. Never, everything. I have never seen legs like that on a huge it's almost like giant. You know when you see somebody and they're deformed and you can't stop staring at them? <laughs> That's his, his quads, they're not right. Like I can't. Oh. You know? so, Hell yeah, he's a beast. I but yeah, man, for sure. We'll be out there. I'm definitely looking forward to come checking it out. Awesome, my man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.